Welcome to this Adapted to AT short podcast. Uh, this one we are focusing on the concept of a solution aversion. And this came from a podcast by Adam Grant. Uh, his podcast is called Rethinking or Work Life. It's the same podcast, so just under two different names. Uh, so if you wanted to check him out, highly recommend it. So many of these ideas come from him. He's an organizational psychologist and just a brilliant thinker and teacher into ways that he communicates this but uh the idea of solution aversion and uh we'll quote and kind of bring up this kind of definition here is it's the reality that we all deny the existence of problems for which we do not like the solutions so if there's a problem that is too difficult or complex we tend to just disregard the problem as much as we can even if there is research to back up some of the solutions that are offered or some of the ideas that are offered, again, if we don't like it and we can avoid it, that tends to be what we do. And so applying this to athletic training, uh, talking about treatment, care, rehab, everything there is, you know, what if the solution goes against what you prefer doing? Do you write off a certain treatment or care option because you just don't like it, you don't agree with it? Uh, the evidence could be shoddy at best, you know, or if there is any at all, uh, could be a fad that somebody's requesting. But what if that is the solution in a particular case? Does your reason behind it, making sure that obviously ethical is a big caveat here, you got to keep that in mind, is it really going to make the difference in the long run? This is a tough one and a slippery slope, and really we could go all around full circle with the evidence base tripod or the continuum, however you want to define that, but playing into both the or the practitioner's experience slash expertise, the best available research, and then the patient's desires, needs, and beliefs as well. If you're taking all those into account, if the patient believes X may fix them, if there is not a physiological or ethical reason to not do that, are you overlooking it or potentially not going to it because you don't necessarily agree with it? One, you know, cupping comes to mind, kinesiology taping comes to mind, where there's some strong opinions both sides of it. There's a lot of bads with both of those. But if that's going to be what that individual patient needs in order to get there, are we just averting the solution because we really just have a strongly held belief against it? Something to consider. Obviously, that could go too far where now you're not using those other realms, your expertise, best available research, and it's just appeasing people, and that could present its own problem work and the quantity of work the demands of work what if that solution is a hard conversation not fun but will just disregarding the problem or pushing it away or finding ways to justify it or make it work continue to grow into a larger issue ours is really you know and changing of events and the different things that can impact that can be a solution of having a hard ask but sometimes those hard conversations those awkward conversations will set it up for a better future personal experience this 
was a harsh you want i want it and still to a degree you want to be everything to everybody all the time you know you showed your dedication by the hours you put in the amount of you were there for someone but once some of those hard conversations happened some things switched and hours got better and we were able to adapt to things things ultimately got better it was a better situation for the athletic training staff as we just were better when we were there because we were able to control a little bit of what our hours were so everything just felt easier if you will um because you weren't just there putting in quote-unquote junk hours uh to just be there to be there and so that brought some new life to it a lot of times the student athletes actually preferred some of the changes because it wasn't random off times and this is all situational dependent i get there's some significant limitations in the secondary setting of when and how you can see uh, patients just because of the class but the collegiate setting you know offers a little bit more freedom there uh, to a degree but those conversations suck for lack of a better description but they can set you up for a lot better long-term and sustainable work um, type setting if you have those what about interprofessional collaboration what if the solution is initiating the conversation? Egos can run rampant on both sides of that conversation. But it takes someone being willing to start the conversation to figure out where it can go and if it can lead to something better. What if the solution is there's enough for everyone? We can we just got to go out there and find it. There's a lot of back and forth on social media. Things come up, you know, PTs, ATs, all of that plays in you throw chiropractors in the mix and any real other health profession strength and conditioning coaches personally i truly believe there's an abundance of people that need the services of everyone and there's not going to be a shortage of that situationally sure that could come up but generally speaking no there's enough people out there that have needs for these different practitioners that we don't need the infighting but that being said, as we're going back and forth and we see a lot of the public discourse going back and forth, you know, people upset, be the one to reach out and initiate that conversation and maybe make it better. And it doesn't have to be public, but what if that is the solution and taking the ownership of doing that? It's an awkward one, but are we averting a solution by just going back and forth in a public forum and not actually addressing it? in some place that could actually get solved which leads right into kind of at twitter social media if you're not on it it can get very interesting at times um so what if the solution is just not engaging in a t tweet that you know won't be productive it seems like a lot of times it is just this constant build on everyone on top of everyone because you can get some likes for it or you just know that it's going to set somebody off what if just you took a step back and you didn't say the slight or and you helped put the fire out before it turned into one because you're taking away fuel that doesn't truly need to be there are we truly solving anything through some of these or are we just averting the actual solution and if there's instances i'd love to hear them but i don't know that there's a lot where you know if we tweet out at coaches you know patients <coughs> You may see some of these, you may have more followers in that regard than I ever have or will, but 
a lot of it seems to be ATs just reaffirming each other, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But are we actually changing any minds? Are we getting to the people that we need to to change minds? Or are we just getting a lot of confirmation bias by other people around disagreeing with us? Which, again, it's nice to know we have that support, absolutely, 100%. But truly, are we solving anything through Twitter slash X versus organizing in a different way or taking that initiative to really address things on those local-ish levels and finding support to help each other do that. It can be hard to do hard things, including finding solutions. I've ignored a lot of things in the past, um, ideas, suggestions, whatever they may be, that finally I came around to and that ended up being the best answer. And you regret that in hindsight. And so ultimately that is what I'm hoping people will take into consideration here is if you find yourself pushing a problem away because you don't like the solution, it's time to take a harder look at that problem and why you don't like that solution. And if it's truly a justifiable reason, it very well could be absolutely. But take a few steps back, take some time with it, you know, there's an old adage with relationships, you know, never go to bed angry. I would argue never send a tweet or some of that stuff angry or that email angry because potentially you're going to not have the solution you want. So take those steps back, look at the solution, look at different ideas, try and think about how it would evolve, um, resolve something that could be resolved again. If you keep averting what's going on, that's probably means that's something that needs to be addressed. So look at that extra work, thinking outside the box. It can help prevent more work in the future. Don't be averse to a solution just because it's something that you're not comfortable with because it's not necessarily in your wheelhouse. Not saying it has to always be that way, but I think we'll solve ourselves save ourselves a lot of headache and problems if we're at least open to checking those out. So that is the Adapted to AT on Solution Version. Again, came from Adam Grant's Rethinking Podcast. Highly recommend checking that out. And we'll be out later this week with a new episode uh, featuring Rachel Deal. So check that out. Appreciate everybody taking a listen. Uh, if you've got ideas or other things with this or want to talk about any of these things, would love to hear from you. Please just shoot us a message and we will figure out how to make that happen. But until next time, thank you for listening.